This is episode number 11 called The Crossover. This week's episode is going to be... T- go- <laughs> this week's episode is going to be interesting. Two podcasts at the same time. We're talking two shows at the same time. The Prox Podcast meets the Third Rule Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prolix Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Prolix Podcast. We talk about photography, videography, projects we've been working on, tech news, and then break down our favorite video from this week. But before we jump into all that, please do check us out on Instagram at Prolix Media, where we post quite often, post stories, we post these podcasts, we post uh, a whole bunch of everything. What else do we post, Jordan? We post like like everything. Just yeah. like everything we're up to. Yeah, a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, stuff. But, uh, yeah, less about us. Let's talk about the uh, guest we have on the show. Guest, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure. My name is Kyle Ditter, um, host of the Third Rule Podcast. Awesome. Okay, well, I mean, um, before we jump into the Third Rule Podcast and sure. before we jump into more of you, uh, we do this thing where I just throw a curveball at Jordan every week <laughs> with a question of the week. And actually, like, no word of a lie. Uh, like hand on heart type of stuff like okay. he doesn't even know the question of the week so if you're cool with it can we throw you the curveball and like see how you can answer the question of the sure. week okay amazing uh, it, it's nothing like crazy don't worry about it it's, uh, <laughs> it's no scandals are going to break out from your this. pin number <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look me in the eyes when you say it um, yeah so uh, okay so if you could have one superpower that could only be used for the creative industry what would it be for the creative industry yeah so to take photos videos graphic design social media management whatever but like if you could only use a superpower within well I'd be flying my dude you just stole mine but anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I mean ahead. that's kind of a stereotypical answer what's but... the first thing you're gonna do like what would you use flying for I'm gonna stick it to Transport Canada for their stupid drone laws, <laughs> dude. <laughs> just finished listening to that episode. Which episode? With Kyle, you talk. You guys got heated about the drone. You know what? That was toned down. I, I held back. No way. <laughs> so, so you uh, you you fly and like why why are you so heated about it? I just think Transport Canada is a bunch of idiots. <laughs> like no, I just no, okay okay now now more in more detail so okay. you can like use this as like a petition to like screw them over okay well I mean I I don't know how many people have listened to the episode where Kyle Shappert and yours truly Kyle Ditter here talk about drone laws but I just think they're going way too far with what they're allowing like for you to have to have a license I mean you can it takes less to get a car license and drive a car and we have kill somebody on the road literally. Than, than a drone that's nothing is gonna happen it's 1.3 kilograms versus yeah. like 2,000 I mean that pounds. that, all, that uh, what is it that Allstate commercial or farm, no farmer's insurance where the drone hits the windshield of the car mm. like that is highly unlikely but if it happens you're not gonna kill somebody but if some 16 uh, year old decides I'm gonna go like what we always hear about I'm gonna go do 180 down Bishop Grandin wraps it around a telephone pole. And that's right. But drones are not allowed. Yeah, but drones aren't allowed. Sir, I can't fly my drone over Bishop Grandin, but I can drive down Bishop Grandin. And go, did you see that story where there's the two guy, the two people got caught street racing and they were like caught at 204 on Bishop? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like 204 on Bishop versus like 55 maxing out my drone on Bishop. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel yeah. like one's a little safer than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, see, yeah. before, now I know you guys do have licenses to fly drones, or you, I know you talk about insurance. And in a previous episode, so uh, I'm assuming you're or you're trying to get allowed to fly. So, yeah, long story. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to get into that. No, 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 it's okay. We're on the same page. We hate it. Trust me, I was just gonna that. say in the old days, you should have flew the drone through the red light camera on Bishop Grandin and see a license plate, a fake license plate, <laughs> yeah, and see if it would have flashed and you just like suck it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I want to fly with like a paintball gun and just like shoot Transport Canada or something in the windows and be like, like. No, we're gonna just- <laughs> anyway, I yeah, I don't transport Canada. I just think like they're turning into a bunch of SS officers and it's Germany 1939. <laughs> like they won't let you get away with that. Like, I mean, lighten up here. <laughs> no, but it's honestly it's so silly because like now they're going like we we're talking about this last episode where they're going heavy on uh, DJI and they're like import uh, like import well, that's in the states. Different thing, yeah. No, they're no, no, but not like only espionage. about <laughs> not not only about import, but also about the fact that they're saying that they're like sending the private information 
information yeah, to, they were to China or China something. Some of the, I did, yeah. Well, I'm from your podcast. I yeah, heard about so it. Like, uh, so, so, yeah, so they were basically saying that the accusing DJI, which is like the like drone gods of the world, basically, yes. uh, of sending information back to China because manufacturing is in China. And I feel like that's just another way to freaking like control the drone community. Oh, yeah. And they, their response was like really, obviously, they're like the legal blabber jabber, but like what I translated to basic English and like my immigrant English is that basically they were <laughs> saying that that they, by doing that they're limiting the creative industry hmm. to not and they obviously like said it in like a very professional way like uh, the drones help save lives and helps like jobs and whatever and I'm like thinking about it they literally use drones to observe like areas and like well the fire department what if the fire department has a drone are you telling me they're all licensed and gone through <laughs> that regulations like no way yeah they probably well if they crash and instead of fire they'll probably just put it out yeah. so we just need a fire truck is what I'm saying post media fire truck but uh, anyways uh, well back back on the original question <laughs> yeah uh, we, well, well sorry I'm getting sidetracked no, sidetracking the show here I, I think we just became best friends because we both hate Transfer Canada so this is great but uh, Jordan tell us what would, superpower would you have uh, if you could with the creative industry oh my god well, I mean flying just seems like a great answer now it's so it's it's simple but it would really help Lot. The creative industry part throws a little bit of a curveball in there. Yeah. Kind of. If you guys don't mind, just put the mic a little more in the middle. Uh, I don't know. Don't hog the mic, Jordan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is like controlling time. But I don't know what I would you get always, away. That would be cool. That would be cool. But like, what would you do with with controlling time oh, with I know the creative industry? Do. What would you do? Just date back sleep. I would go back in time to document pivotal moments in the 20th century in high definition. Whoa. Whoa. That's, that's what I would do. That's sick. Hey, can, I, back can, I, t- can I throw a conspiracy theory at you guys? Hold on, hold on. My I'll... roommate told me this. Okay. okay. Um, so back in the day, there were so many more people um, bringing up UFO sightings, and you don't see that as much now. Yeah. And there's a theory... Okay. That because now everyone has like all the phone recordings, everyone's got cameras. Why would people be visiting those periods in time? Because they're not aliens; they're time travelers. So they could be human time travelers. Exactly. So they're going back to periods where there isn't recordings of these things happening. That's why way back people were like, "Oh, there's floating orbs in the sky." It was happening all the time before cam recorders. Okay, that's an interesting were, idea. And now you don't see them anymore because mm. they don't need to go back that far. Or cameras were just shit, and they would take phone <laughs> photos of like a light post yeah. and it looked like a UFO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's just like, yeah. listen, I'm I'm just wondering like how high was your roommate when he like came out with this? But uh, probably pretty high. But it's fine. <laughs> no, listen. I mean, that's that's why that's why we live in Canada, free country. Everybody can have <laughs> would, a power. Yeah, of saying you can, like you can whatever. say whatever weird thing comes to your yeah, mind it's like, you know what? <laughs> I almost think I would change my answer now that you mentioned the time travel I never thought of that I think it would be worth documenting certain things in HD oh, so be I'm, I think I might have to steal your idea can you imagine flying a drone in like World War 2 and capturing like 4K oh God, video yeah. and like it would be pretty epic bringing yeah. it here and then can you imagine the amount of money you could sell that for like even mm-hmm. going further back like you don't even have like just written documentation of like the military stuff from like Roman stuff yeah. like that. You're, like it, actually seeing these things play out would be incredible. Can you imagine <laughs> flying like through dinosaurs' arms <laughs> trying to catch the drone and just be like, no, sake And you got this other dinosaur just grabbing. Yeah, it. but then Transport Canada would be like, you can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> some, guy, some guy with a clipboard just pops up. <laughs> Sorry. A couple million years ago. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. Yeah. <laughs> just wearing one of those like fucking hats with the rim thing and like traveler well, shorts. So what about you though? What about me? Um, Since he said flying, that was going to be yours. See, I'm very like I, I like I've become more of like a business oriented person from like because I don't really take photos anymore. So I would say if I knew exactly what people wanted with every single product that we or service that we provide. So like lot, read minds. Uh, I guess essentially like I mean that's like yeah read minds would be like the general category mm. yeah that'd be cool you know to, to know what exactly what my girlfriend wants to eat instead of guessing but <laughs> either way uh, no but I, I mean, with clients it'd be great because like a lot of times clients don't know what they want and no matter how many questions you ask them um, like no matter how much how deep you try to go with like 
they, they sometimes don't know what they want either. And like, no matter how many questions you ask them, you can't lead them to the answer. Um, so it'd be cool to just be like, to know exactly what to want and then like add your own creative spin to it. And then that's how you get like the product that they love. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause like oftentimes like with weddings, it's easier, right? Cause you just, I guess you just make, you just cover the event and then you add your own spin to it, like a creative spin, whether it's the music, the effects, the editing, the coloring, the shooting style, whatever. Right. But you just got to do A to Z the whole event. Versus when you do like a commercial for somebody and you pitch an idea and they're like, oh, and you imagine an idea one way, your videographer imagines it a different way, your assistant or whoever, a third person imagines it a third way, and you tell it to the client and it's like telephone effect. And like, yeah. right, and by the time you execute it, it's something totally different. So if you knew exactly what people wanted, kind of shot by shot type of deal, and then mm. we just add your own creative thing to it, that'll be cool. Yeah. And this way, can you imagine if you just like every single person that you made a video for, like a photo shoot for, would be like, exactly right. holy shit, this is exactly what I want. It's kind of like the movie What Women Want. Uh, you ever yeah, seen that movie? Like what clients Gibson. want. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but well, I mean, but that he's a marketing uh, exec in that movie. Oh, so yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. into the minds that, well, it's kind of similar, not of the client, but one of his coworkers, Helen Hunt, has this yeah. amazing idea for Nike and he steals it from her. And it's exactly what Nike wanted because they wanted a female perspective. Right, right. Yeah. He gave it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's cool. kind of the same idea. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. So I think that, I mean, it, but that's again, like if that's if my creative, like with my creatives, but like if I were to do, or, or with my business sense, I mean, but with a creative sense, I would say flying too, just because yeah. I think it would be super cool to get like crazy angles mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. even like, even if drones are illegal, like some angles are really hard to get because you're afraid of crashing or like freaking oh, yeah. like some of that, right? Can you imagine if you yeah, just... Yeah, like and there's just that separation, right? Of like controls and, and, the, yeah. and the drone. Well, actually, I didn't realize, but well, I, no, but how's that 15 thing. minutes? <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I would say flying would be, oh, sorry, what I was saying is that I didn't realize that um, there's usually for, for, for professional commercials, I guess, or even even not that professional, usually there's a pilot and then there's also a uh, the videographer that gets the shot. Right. So the pilot gets one camera and then the videographer sees the second camera that's actually filming the shot. Right. So the pilot just has one camera that's like literally they just see like a super wide angle or whatever and they usually wear VR to be able oh, to okay. be like right there and that's how there's like this really cool uh, company out of Vancouver that that's all they do is um, like crazy gimbals like anything like uh, on a vehicle so they do like drones they have like a truck with a massive gimbal that they go through like force with the oh, car cool. commercials yeah. they have like an ATV they have a motorcycle they have like a high speed oh, camera car <laughs> so cool shit like that that's yeah. crazy. and one of the things and I was watching some of their like how to not how to's but like BTS I guess and uh, yeah they're like literally like a like a guy that had a VR and he just saw oh, wow. and it was like they were comparing his view versus the videographer's view his view is like like super lame and like just like super wide angle and barely moving and like through the videographer's view it's like the super cinematic shot of the car driving through the mountains oh, and he's cool. like complaining about like having the one the bad view not the good view and I'm like listen man at least you got through Transport Canada okay yeah, so, yeah. let's be honest um, so back to you since you're the guest um, tell us a little about a little bit about yourself a little more about yourself okay. uh, you can dive into you know like how you got started maybe with photography what your background is and so on sure uh, I got started in it um, first of all my dad was a photographer not like a true professional but he did I would say semi-pro like he sold photos to magazines back in the 70s and 80s cool um, so it wasn't his full-time job it was more just kind of like a supplement income thing so he's always kind of been into it he always shot slides on his 35 millimeter Nikon SLR um, not DSLR (laughs) yeah Uh, old school stainless steel body and all that so I have these memories of uh, did you ever get to shoot with that thing by the way sorry to interrupt he still has it I think like when I was younger I wasn't allowed to touch it of course yeah I think I might have shot one or two pictures with it but now you got your ID you can prove that you're 18 so you should (laughs) be able to he probably probably hasn't used it in years yeah um I mean, I guess, yeah, one day it'll be mine. <laughs> one day, maybe, unless, you know, he's buried with it or something. Yeah, I don't want the house. I don't want the cars. Just yeah. give me that. Give me the camera yeah, yeah, and, the, like, and the lenses. Yeah. Uh, so I have these memories of him uh, looking at his slides, um, like holding the slides up to the fluorescent light in the basement, like looking at them, um, because there used to be this thing. It was like a little, I don't know how to, it was kind of picture like a MacBook, but it would also have this tray on the screen to put slides on so you could view the slides trying to 
describe this for all the millennials that have no idea what I'm talking about right now. But he was he would always be checking out his pictures because that was like Lightroom. Yeah, it was a physical, actual Lightroom <laughs> of how to look at, at photos. Which actually, when you think about it, on Lightroom, when you look at each image. Uh, when it's in that small, it kind of looks like slides. Right, yeah, actually, it totally does. Yeah, I feel like that's where the name Lightroom came oh, from. Yeah. Like, so, probably, like, probably like some sort of correlation there. Yeah. So my dad was always into it. Like he show uh, sold stuff uh, to train magazines and landscape uh, magazines and uh, for like horticulture and stuff like that. Uh, so I always saw him shooting uh, horticulture mostly and some architecture. So I just kind of got into it. And I think when I was, I think it was probably two thousand and three. 2003, 2004, I got this piece of garbage $99 camera from Radio Shack. It was like 1.2 megapixels or something. Just like a potato. Uh, yeah, like no screen on the back. It only had this small screen. It was smaller than one centimeter square. All it was was an LCD thing to say how many pictures you've taken. Like you couldn't view the picture. It was just a counter. And I <laughs> think it amazing. had internal memory for 15 photos or wow. something. And they were just complete trash. Jesus. But that was the first camera I ever had. Wow. Yeah, when Started. I was like 14. Talk, talk yeah. about starting from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And now then, we're here. What do you shoot with now? I have a 60. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's full frame Canon. It's okay. It's I mean, it's a number of years old. I'd like wow, to upgrade it. Like, like, that was my first full frame as well. So Yeah, it's I really like it for night stuff. I don't like it for portraits. No. Um, the autofocus I find is not good no. for portraits. Like It's only got, I think, 11 focus points. I see, yeah. So it's just, it's especially when you're doing like kids or family sessions and kids are going ballistic and they're running all over the place. It's... You really got to be on the ball with what to focus on, where you're pointing it, and yeah. it still won't always catch, even if you're using no matter what type of glass L ends is or not. Hmm. It's just, so I'd like to get like a 5D Mark IV or maybe try out their new um, mirrorless yeah. or something. As long as it's Canon, I approve. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Canon fanboy. I mean, I do like the Sony autofocus, how it can like pick out your eye. I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah. As long as you do it after hours, I'm good with it. But, like, <laughs> but I've got even... Canon glass, like L glass, so I don't think I'm going to be changing. Yeah, that's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Now you've realized that your Nikon sucks. Just, yeah, no, the door is right there. Also very invested. I've got all my glasses. So now with photography, where do you hope to go with it? Like, or yeah. I guess actually before you answer that, where are you now? Like, what do you do with photography? What, what's your... I guess I would consider myself a semi-pro. Like, I don't do it as a job or as a career, but I have made money off of it. Right. Um, I don't do it regularly. It's kind of if someone either I know has asked me to do a shoot or a family shoot or once in a while, there's like I might get the odd email from some company or corporation, which doesn't happen very often. Like it's, it's pretty rare far between just because I'm not marketing myself. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to get jobs. I probably should be, but uh, like, since it's not my nine to five job, it's just kind of here and there. It's mostly, I still just shoot for fun. Like as a hobby most of the time. Mm. What stuff are you usually shooting? Like for fun, what is like going on? Uh, it kind of depends on the mood. A lot of times it could be uh, night photography. I am way overdue to go shooting with some of uh, my buddies who I've been friends with for a number of years now on Instagram. Uh, Kyle Shepard and I have done a lot of night stuff over the years. So him and I are way overdue to go shooting um, night long exposure, stuff like that, and some smoke bombs. I've had these two, a couple, I've had about four or five smoke bombs sitting in my garage for two years now. I haven't oh, used man. them. It's kind of pathetic. Jeez. Well, do you want me to break into your garage? Can I use a smoke bomb to have an excuse? <laughs> yeah. To, like, hide? So, yeah, I mean, where I'm going, it's, uh, I don't have plans to turn it into a career. I see. Um, it's just kind of status quo where if I can make some money on the side, awesome. If not, then I'll just keep going as a hobby. So what what is your ideal career? Does it have to do anything with the creative industry at all? I really like graphic design a lot. Okay. Um, I kind of dabble in it, in it a little bit. I do a lot of graphic installation for one of my main jobs. Right. Um, like uh, vinyl on, on buildings and signs and wrapping cars and doing paint protection on cars, um, striping vehicles, like all that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, but I also like designing it. And, right. Um, like I know I designed a hat for Okinawa a couple of years ago. Nice. Oh, cool. Um, I won a contest where I got to design a hat for them. So that was neat. So I would like to... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Also, contest to design merch. We talked about this last time. I was thinking about something like that, too. Yeah, I didn't realize I did it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, they had... A, I mean, unfortunately, the company's not around anymore. They had to rebrand for um, yeah. trademark reasons. 
But uh, yeah, they had all held a contest where it was based on photos of their gear. And so I took a couple photos in the mountains oh. of uh, wearing their hats, kind of like with the canoe in the Rocky Mountains and yeah. stuff, like on Lake Agnes, I think it was, up, which is a hike. You hike up from Lake Louise. And so that was uh, the winning photo. Nice. So, so I got to design a hat and then I got to take the promotional, like the product photography for the hat. Oh, that's so cool. So that was, so that was enjoyable. Like, I mean, that wasn't part of the contest. I just said like, I'd like to do this. And they're like, yeah, sure. You just extended a contest yeah. for yourself. I guess. Yeah. I was like, why not? Like, I, I mean, it's just more portfolio work to show that I can do product photography. Right. Awesome. So that was kind of fun. So I got to do that. And, um, sorry, I kind of forget your original train of question like, here. My what, bad. What, what the career choice was for, well, for the where future. I'd like to go. Yeah, like, I don't know. So I'd, I'd maybe like to get into more graphic design maybe right. in, in the future right, or right, right. do that instead of more of the installation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I still really do enjoy the installation. I just took a job <laughs> doing the installation. So if anyone hears this, it's not like I'm going to quit on them. I'm not going to just bail. It's, it's not going to happen. But uh, one day down the road, I'd maybe like to get into graphic design and, and, and still do like shooting some weddings. Like I've done videography for weddings. I see. Um, so oh, video, video too. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's I awesome. do video as well. That's awesome. So um, now you said you wanted to go into like say graphic design in the future for career choice, but where do you see, where do you see photography fitting in that kind of like um, in your life, I guess, when you, you think you want to keep it as a hobby or you want to. I would say as of right now, maybe still keep it the semi pro Avenue. I mean, if, if I was like, I don't know if you know who Scott Backen is mm-hmm. in, in Alberta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, like, I haven't met him personally. I just know him kind of through Instagram messaging him a little bit here and there, but he's got a, a great page. He does a lot of, I mean, that's his career, but he started from taking iPhone photos. If somehow, you know, everything was to work out and I got a career like that where a couple companies saw what I was doing and liked it and I just, it rolled into a career right. and I liked it. Awesome. Like I'd probably keep doing, keep it going well, it for a while. It starts right here, man. It starts right here. You're going to think back to the post podcast. You're like, going <laughs> to yeah. think about the idea that you had. That'd and, be cool. Uh, one of these guys, like, uh, I don't know, who's like a big travel company. Like freaking Cliff Bars is going to hear this episode and be like, yo, that guy is a creator. You, you know what I would team. like to do, actually? Eat Cliff Bars? It, Same, if, man. No, I'm just know, eat, well, eating Cliff Bars <laughs> to keep me fueled up. This I would, is not a sponsored ad, by the way. I would, yeah, not sponsored by Cliff Bars, but if you want to sponsor Prolex Media Podcast Cliff Bars, please do it. Yeah, please. I love Cliff Bars. Uh, I would love to shoot a car commercial in the exchange. My dude, <laughs> join us. Like, <laughs> We're I, working with cars all the time. I have, uh, I know you guys do phenomenal work. Like just from Thanks, what you man. do for Genesis and stuff. Like that's how I discovered you guys actually. Oh, okay. Was seeing some of your Genesis work and it blew me away. Because one thing I appreciate about you guys is that you don't use the same old tired locations, the same old boring stuff. You come up with actually a lot of locations are stuff that I thought of that, that I would use. I'm like, man, these guys are. That's awesome. These guys man. are on the right page here. Like not to pump my own tires, but no, no, like no, I, so sure. I really appreciate and like a lot of stuff that you've done like I never thought of either but like That's a lot of your locations I find are like they're really interesting they look good they're fresh they're not overused they're they're well thought out they work with the vehicle whether it be Audi or uh, Genesis yeah yeah like they're Thanks, just man. really good so like Thank kudos you. to you guys Thank you um, yeah yeah we literally like purposely try to make an effort not to use the same locations yeah. ever yeah. And you don't always just use the exchange, but I know like a lot of times you'll see, say like a Hyundai commercials, like yeah. they shoot a lot in Vancouver and I've messaged Hyundai, I mean, not that they're ever going to see it or going to care about what I say, Yo, but Hyundai, it's, come on, man. I've said to them, I said, you know, like Vancouver's awesome, but change it up. Come to an every man sort of city. Don't go to the global city, yeah. come to an everyday type of city and shoot an everyday neighborhood in the exchange. I shouldn't say it's everyday cause it's not, it's very unique. Yeah. But like less, not like metropolitan style city. Yeah. It's not New York. It's not Vancouver on the viaduct or. Or in Gastown, like yeah. it's something different. I think you could shoot a ball and TV commercial in the exchange, and like I've thought of it for years, like either like Toyota or Chevy or something. Like hit me up, let me produce it. Yeah, I mean we work with Chevy, so hey, if you have an idea, let's hey, let's Chevy. Let's, Chevy. No, we I, I, talk to us, man. We got the plug. So like, right. yeah, yeah, we 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 got you, man. Uh, so you got an idea for sure. I mean, even to co- collaborate or whatever. Um, that's awesome. So you, you kind of want to dive in more into video, hey? Like it sounds like it. I've wanted to do more video for years. I just I just haven't had the time. I have. I'm gonna blame not having some of the gear, and it's a weak, lame excuse because I know. You, you don't need the excuse. I mean, I've used the stuff I have. Yeah. I'm just such a perfectionist. I want more. And then, like the other day, a couple of days ago, I forced myself to go out and shoot 
film for a video it wasn't film digital but shoot ideas for a film that I've had in my mind for like two years uh, so yeah tell, so, so tell us about this film that you've had in mind so it was uh, just I'm, I'm the idea is to call it or, if, if you're okay with telling us the idea yeah I guess um, maybe like the high, like the high <laughs> level idea like super like uh, it's Vague. Vague. it's uh, so the idea is just it's driving Winnipeg so it's just I, I I wanted to get capture a bunch of footage of just driving around downtown and certain places of, of a certain time of day just to see how it comes out and just make it like a one or two minute short video I just always thought the city looks really good at twilight oh so I just wanted to put together a short film so I mean I would have liked to have it on a the, the, the phone on a on a gimbal so it doesn't shake up when you're going over every single bump and stuff but Which there's plenty of, those, of yeah, yeah so but I mean I don't have a gimbal and even if I did I don't know how to mount that to the car since I don't have these big rigs like what Hyundai would use in Vancouver when they're filming a car commercial so I just said you know what I'm just going to do it I'm just going to mount it yeah. how I normally would do it yeah. and if it's a little shaky like whatever I'm just I want to film the commercial or film the film okay. yeah so I just did it so I mean I haven't edited it yet it might be total trash You, no one might ever see it or it might be on YouTube. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But at least you did it. At least I did yeah, it. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. I mean, myself included. I'm I'm a procrastinator and also I'm a perfectionist. So, I kind of use oh, procrastination. Those two clash hard. I, I use procrastination because I want it to be perfect. And if I think I can't get it perfect, I won't do it. Yeah. Damn. I, mean, I that's sometimes kind of, have the same problem. Actually. That's kind of why it took me four months longer to set up my podcast than it should have. So I think the but, main thing is like... For me, I find that it was just like, okay, just do it now. Like, yeah. What do we need? Make a checklist. Do it. Let's mm-hmm. go. Like the pod, like the podcast it was like Jordan and I discussed we're like, hey, we should do a podcast. And we have Austin, a videographer, and he's like a big music guy, so okay. he knows all about audio and stuff. And uh, we're like, okay, what do we need for tech for the podcast? And Austin made a list. I'm like, okay, bye. And literally within like a week of like talking about it, or like two weeks, we like filmed our first one just to whatever yeah we're still trying to figure out what we're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah same here same yeah. here i mean my last episode i totally buggered it up so that's all good as long as you're doing it as long as you're doing it so now uh for photography and videography or for either where do you get your inspiration from right now right now i mean i do follow a bunch of feature pages on instagram uh i do get some ideas from there a lot of it i try and challenge myself just mentally to come up with something that no one does um, I've tried to do that for a long time, whether it be shots of trying to do something that I haven't seen anybody else do right. or that is seldom or if somebody does it, try and do it a different way. So a lot of it, I guess, is I try and come up with it myself, just try and be different. But just I mean, randomly, like just like try to challenge your own brand like, without looking yeah. anywhere or anything. Yeah. Cool. But I mean, I, I don't just do that solely. I mean, I do follow a bunch of feature pages. Sometimes I get some ideas from that. I see. Um, maybe a movie that I'm watching. Or an, old, a pretty big one. or an old advertisement in a magazine or something. I literally watch commercials for fun to get inspired. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fun watching that. commercials on YouTube. Yeah. And the thing is that most people like skip commercials, but I'm like, man, I like, I want to see commercials. Like also uh, every time I drive with friends or my girlfriend, she always gets, or most of my girlfriend gets mad about like how I always point out billboards. Not mad, but she's like, you're, you're so weird. Like, why are you pointing out billboards? I'm like, I just want to see how much all these advertising firms suck at like doing billboards I'm like yeah. I only look at them because I'm in, in this industry mm-hmm. it's not a billboard like, so I can't even tell what they're about and I'm like I'm like purposely looking at them for more than it should because I could probably crash if it yeah. left any second longer <laughs> well, what I would like to I know we talked about the graphic design earlier what I would like to do the most is be like in marketing and advertising yeah. but I don't have a bachelor's degree so that's not going to happen <laughs> but it's also about who you know not what you know yeah that's true and then even in Canada even though it's like a first world country and it's not like corrupt like where I'm from Eastern Europe oh, there okay. you can like pay somebody to be like yo can I get a job yeah okay how much yeah. and then yeah like, you pay them to mm-hmm. give you a job because <laughs> there's so many there's so many just trash crap ass commercials on Canadian TV oh, and it's so like bad. it's so bad my dad really watching it and it's like what the, what, what, the what? Yeah. what am I watching and you just see it I'm watching American Channel it doesn't matter what you're watching and it's just like how can no one in a marketing agency in Canada think of doing something simple and fun like that yeah like my dad and my, myself when they're watching a game or something we're always complaining about like these stupid ads and like how come we can't like hire us to do one ad like oh Henry I remember there was some oh Henry commercial or something it's like come on oh Henry like hire us yeah we'll do an ad for you I do for like probably like a quarter of the cost that they're <laughs> probably getting like billed. one eighth of the cost yeah yeah no kidding like hundred thousand dollar budget for some shit like 
Pete Little Henry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me 25 grand, done. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> 25 grand, like, we can probably close down half of Winnipeg with our, like, our prices in Winnipeg. Everything's so cheap. Um, now, so you had a, like you mentioned, you have your own podcast, and that's why we're obviously collabing today. Yes. Uh, tell us about the podcast, uh, sure. what it is, where the idea came from, or like what, what, yeah, what the idea of the podcast is as well. So the podcast is called The Third Rule Podcast. Uh, it's the name of it is kind of a play on words of um, the rule of thirds. Right. Uh, so that's just just where that came from I have nothing fancy I guess right. uh, the idea of what the podcast is my original idea was to if I could do 10 episodes right. kind of like what Netflix does like just a mini series or what they do for each of their seasons where it's just 10 episodes like a limited run if I could just do 10 episodes where I, each episode I interview a different creative that's in a different aspect or different genre of creative media mm-hmm. so not just photography but uh, so like episode 3 was a videographer who does weddings uh, episode two was a guy uh, Kyle who does uh, night photography a lot but he also does a lot of landscape and adventure photography mm-hmm. uh, episode three the videographer was Dylan parody uh, episode one was Dennis Burnett and he does a lot of street and uh, BMX photography right uh, some of the other ideas is uh, maybe if someone does uh, like a little business I know I approach someone who has a jewelry company right. and what it goes into taking I don't know if they're going to agree to it or not they mm-hmm. still haven't gotten back to me um, what maybe it's like to do uh, a run a marketing firm what is it like to run an uh, like a, or an ad agency what about just anything creative whether right. it be photography or video different aspects of photography whether it be portraits portraits um, long exposure night photography product photography just all different aspects. So the idea was just to, to kind of get a sense of what it takes to get into it, how this person got into it, their genre. Yeah. Um, maybe if they're more successful than like, I mean, some people are always going to be more successful or more into it than others. Right. What did it take for them to get into? Did they have any breaks? Right. Were they lucky? Like, did they know somebody? Did they go to school? What did it take? Like just stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what's the reason? Why, why did you start the podcast? I did it because I always liked watching talk shows. I always liked watching whether it be Letterman late at night or the Today Show and um, seeing like a secondary question. Okay. Have you watched a lot of talk shows? I would say so. Okay, which makes sense why you have a talk show voice. Because, like, the way you talk is just yeah, like. You're very good. Oh, yeah, thank you. Candor. Yeah, and thank you. You never, like, do the ums and the ah and the bed, whatever. And, like, you have, like, a deep See, you know voice. what? I think that's when I hear the recordings of what I've done, like, that's all I hear is saying, like, ah uh, or like. I think I say like way too much. So I'm trying to cut back. You just on like that. what you're talking about. That's all. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, but I, you know, but actually, you have. Thank a, you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Voice, very good voice. Um, so, sorry, Truck. So, you wanted to basically see what it takes. So I guess that's the reason we started the podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, I always thought it would be cool. I mean, like, a, a little, I mean, I shouldn't say it's it's not, I shouldn't say it's impossible. But, I mean, it's highly likely a guy from Winnipeg is going to get to be on the Today Show or, you know, be the next Letterman or something. It's not impossible. I mean, with YouTube, anything is right. possible. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, it's highly unlikely. So I just thought it would be cool to interview people in my own style. A lot of times when you see, like, say if you're watching YouTube and you're watching, say, like, a radio show that hosts an artist. And they have it on their YouTube channel, but it was also, like, simulcast on the radio. A lot of times I find they ask just crap questions. So I know right now people are thinking, oh, your questions aren't that good on your podcast. So you, what are you talking about? But I, so I would try and ask people the questions that never get asked. Because when I'm listening to something, I'm thinking, ask them this. Ask them that question or how do they do that? And they don't. They just ask them some bubblegum popcorn question. Yeah. Just a platitude or something just to fill time. And they don't ask them the nitty gritty to get into it or they don't ask them what everybody wants to know. How you do something or how you go about it. How do you get a million followers on YouTube? Or how do you get uh, 70,000 followers on Instagram or whatever? People don't ask those hard questions and they're not real about it. So I just thought if I had a podcast, I could ask those questions get real about it and then also just have some fun and then I could use it as a kind of like a portfolio project so if I had 10 episodes I could use it as a portfolio project and then one day if I could get a radio show or something Mm -hmm. I could use that as like a demo tape so now 
you mentioned the questions that nobody asks. So how do you come up with these now questions? Now I'm going to get roasted because now I'm not going to be able to come up with them. <laughs> no, 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 no. How do you, so how do you, how do you come up with these questions? Like, how do you, so do you research the person? Or? I do. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll research the person if uh, they've had, if they've been in, in any news articles. Okay. Uh, I'll pull up the article. I might quote some of it or read some of it back to them and ask them about what they said this, what they said about this. Uh, I might um, just a lot of it. I'll just come up with questions on my own. Cool. Excuse me. Just trying to uh, uh, just see what they shoot, how they shoot it. And just think like what I want to know. Cause I mean, I don't know everything about photography. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, so there's a lot of things like I want to know if I'm watching a YouTube video that someone might not answer a question and I'll, I'll want to answer this. I'll want an answer to this question, but no one asks it. So then if I'm talking to someone who's big into portraits, right? Like I don't know a lot about portraits. I don't shoot a lot of portraits. So I, I like, I don't think I'm a big expert with portraits. Um, there's a lot I would have to learn. So I would just ask them what, what I would like to know, what I think would make me better. Right. And in turn, what I think would make the listeners better or what right. they might want to know or what they might want to care about. I see. I see. Okay. That's cool. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. You know, that reminds me of that uh, show, The Hot Ones or whatever. Well, I was going to mention that too, actually, just because what you mentioned with talk shows, a lot of the questions that are getting asked in rotation are a lot of their promotional like spin, right? They go on with a set of questions that they know they're going to be asked. And I can see why that would be frustrating to watch because you're getting to sit and almost have this like through TV, but personal mm-hmm. interaction with a celebrity and you want to know some things about it. And they get asked the same, how is it to work with Hugh Jackman? Right? Yeah. They don't really want to tell that story, right? There's different things there. Sean Evans does an incredible job of asking questions that these celebrities are not getting asked at all. And they're like they're and how many times they make these promotional stops with all like with e-talk with news whatever they're making these stops they stop at hot ones and these guys asking questions about oh how was your first job working at this, this fish shop in whatever. your hometown or whatever right like, and those are questions they never get asked on yeah and that's kind of like where I was yeah kind of like that like I find um, I've never really watched a lot of hot ones but like Joe Rogan I find mm-hmm. does a really yeah. good job yeah. Um, or also, I mean, like if you're on Letterman or Leno, or I guess I'm living in the old days here. If you're on Fallon <laughs> or Jimmy Kimmel, you know, you've got seven minutes of airtime and they're asking you about the movie. They're asking you about like one little thing and that's it. But if you're on a show like I really like Tom Power, who hosts Q, I think he's got a really good style. He asks a lot of good questions. I mean, I, I'm not condoning him or his lifestyle, but Gian Gomeshi, when he hosted that show, I thought it was a really good interviewer. Yeah. Um, like Tom Power and Gian Gameshi ask really good, concise, thought provoking questions. Or if you're watching 60 Minutes, which probably very few people who are listening to this watches 60 Minutes, but like that show is a gold standard for journalism. Yeah. Like they, they ask good questions. They don't ask just stupid, light questions like what some radio station would ask an artist about, like, oh, like, how are those rims on your Escalade? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I don't care about rims. I care about like where you came from in the pro in the projects, like how you got started or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it, man. You you get real with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. get real. I like be real and get real. Yeah, that that is a quote. That is a quote <laughs> of the day. Be real and get real. Um, okay, cool. So now uh, we can probably skip the. Uh, well, actually, we'll do like a quick... Do you want to talk about Patreon real quick? Sure. You know, we have a Patreon, and we have one patron. We, we do. And the <laughs> Yo, sh- speaking of which, he actually sent his question in. He did? Oh. Yeah. Oh, sick. So we got... So our patrons, if you're supporting us, you get to send us a question that we will ask... ask well, we'll try to get to ans- asking... Ans- asking? Answering Jesus. on the air. English, my friend. Um, <laughs> so anyways, this is our one pa- patron. His name's Zach Vlad, who's the first guest on our podcast, actually. Yes, who's also a model for your Audi run. Yeah, yeah. He's been there a couple times now. Yeah, Jen, uh, yeah, Audi with uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is his question. It's pretty, um, it's like career related to social media. So he said, what are some tips that you would give to someone who wants to pursue a career related to social media? Oh. And like, I mean, we all live in this whole social media age right now anyways. Um, but pursuing a career in social media, what do you think would be your tip for someone trying to do that. You, you talk to me, you're asking me to, yeah. you want me to take this off. Okay. For tip for social media, I would say always value first. 
I would say if you are confident in, well, again, like I'm assuming you already know what you're doing, right? Like if you're in social media, like not how to get into social media, but how to get business when you are an expert in the field, I'm guessing, right? He's not an expert. So what's your tip? For, oh. what, would you, what would be <laughs> your so tip? I would say like, okay, first, first tip would be like, obviously like be the expert in the field. Educate yourself to such extent that you can be confidently say, that you're one of the best in the city because people usually only want to work with the best. Mm -hmm. Now what you do when you're at that level, when you're confident and passionate about what you do and can like, you're sure that you can deliver it via your own social page, for example, that you like did a bunch of practice on your own social feed and you can deliver constant results, whether whether it's like really good content or gain an engagement or followers or whatever, what you do is then you just pitch companies through social media and just be like, hey, your page sucks, but I've seen professional way. <laughs> and then say, look at my page, how you see this, you see that, you see this, this is what you should be doing and I could do this for you. I'm gonna do this for you for free for one month to show you that I can do these results for you. Mm -hmm. And then after that, if you see value in it, let's keep going. If, if you don't, you can go ahead and, and don't pay me or whatever and do your own thing. Now what that does is it shows that you're so confident in what you do that you're willing to do a month for free because basically like like being almost cocky but in a good way. It's almost like you're like confident. Confidently like yeah, it's not it's like that kind of gray area where it's like not really cocky, it's more confident. Yeah. Um, and then people are like like, well, what am I gonna lose? One free month of social media. Right. I'm not gonna lose anything. But then if they don't go ahead with you, they try to keep up with what you're doing. They're not going to get your results because you are so good and you do have the experience. And then they're going to be like, okay, well, I need you now. How much? Yeah. So you're saying, so whether it be photography or video, like Anything. whatever you're doing in the social aspect, just do work a little bit for free. Yeah. I mean, I was talking more like management, I guess, for social media. So like, I guess, yeah, I guess I should clarify like his question. Is it more like, does he want to, is he talking about becoming a photographer or something or just working in social media social marketing media. that, that social was, media question marketing. was a little vague but yeah, it yeah also, what are social media pursuing career related to social media yeah so like so that, be a lot of different see, things. that could be yeah for sure it could be a very I wide think it's range with of any anything to do with the creative industry or any service-based industry really like okay. you're doing hvac doesn't matter you yeah. do like you know or like or i guess it's something more that's kind of like reoccurring income stuff or reoccurring service so mm -hmm. like stuff that you do month to month like social media management for example Right. That's what I would do is like, or okay. Facebook ads or like Google ads, right? You do a month for free. You show them you can get the 30 leads. Sure, yes. you'll dump like six hours of your time in a month or 10 hours or whatever. But then you've got a client that will trust you for 10 or 12 months. Yeah, right? that's true. It's like a, like your sales pitch, right? Mm. Instead of just showing on paper, you show physically what you can do. Yeah. And, right? then, and then if we did look at his question from like another point of view, because it does say pursue a career related to social media, but that essentially could be like, I hate the word, but like influencer marketing, right? Yeah. If you if you can sell yourself to then potentially make money as a career, that's a completely different thing. And for something like that, I would say know your strengths. And again, like if you're doubling down on whatever your skill set is, so be it photography, videography, and things like that, just pursue that. And the another thing, there's so much knowledge out there for you to like learn from other people that are doing it the best that they do like on well, youtube I, and all these people that are yeah. exa doing exactly that that's what i was saying like even think about like even a classic example like football teams how many hours they do in classroom classroom watching professional teams play like high school teams or university college teams watching professional team hours and hours yeah. and hours of play hours of what are they doing they're looking at what others are doing, all their mistakes, all their wins, and how they did the mistakes and how they did the wins. Learn yeah. on the mistakes, learn on the wins, apply the two, don't make the mistakes, make your own mistakes, learn from them, mm -hmm. right? It's just like constantly like, like knowledge is power. And I hate <laughs> cliche sayings, but they're sayings for a reason. Because like <laughs> knowledge is power is because the more knowledgeable you are, the more you know, you can use it to your advantage, you can use it yeah. as power yeah. to push the weaker link or push weaker competition or whatever you want to call them out of the way and power through. Yeah, absolutely. Become knowledgeable. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, for this part of the podcast, we, uh, do like a video breakdown. So we watch, we have like, uh, we, as I said, um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, like I'm a commercial nerd and I basically just watch commercials all the time <laughs> just for fun. Like literally like I'll be eating dinner and watching commercials <laughs> and like girlfriend will be blabbering in the background. Fast and be like, I am the, listening. The TV show you've got recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the hell are the commercials? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> literally. Okay. So we usually try to keep the commercials. You want to, you want to sit down? Yes, yeah, sir. Sit down. There's no, there's no walking on the podcast. Okay. I just want to restart that one because I don't want to stop. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do? So yeah, for this part, of, 
we basically review uh, our favorite commercial of the week. Uh, watch commercials all the time, and um, this is kind of the one we decided to look at today. Okay, it's gonna have a very lame three, two, one. One. Uh, okay. So, boom. Excuse the dirty screen. Inexcusable. Inexcusable? Yeah. All right. It's called Audi Clowns TV Advert. Isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Me here last on the ground. You Send in the clowns. Don't bother. They're here. Pretty clever, actually. Yeah, I think that's very clever using <laughs> yeah. the clowns. Yeah. So I guess the main idea of the commercial is like showing off all the technology. I, I, I drive an Audi and I'm a big Audi geek. So to, to maybe to people that don't, do you drive an Audi? I uh, no. Okay. I want to. I, I really, I really, uh, I really want the the new uh, A5. If oh, those are nice. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm a big Audi fan. Okay, yeah. wicked. Yeah, same. So basically, they were showing a bunch of the technology features, like lighting up on the dash, which was like the blind spot monitoring and collision prevention mm. assist, and like and I, well, I think that they they should have made those things a little more obvious because even the general individual when you t- that owns an Audi that has this technology, you tell them, hey. Are you using your collision prevention system? And they're like, uh, what? Right. So that's that's a good point, actually, because since we work with them a lot, knowing that sound as well was yeah. like triggering yeah, the option. Yeah. yeah. So that's not something I guess most everyone people would pick know up. right off the start. But I think the overall theme, though, was like very clever. And people that's why I picked it. it. Yeah. I think it was, I think in what Audi is really good at with all their commercials, that they film the video with some sort of a theme. And then they the tagline at the end connects the theme yeah. to like Audi somehow mm-hmm. so here it was like Audi clown proof yeah. right yeah so, and, and also it shows that people are clowns behind the wheel yeah yeah. Oh, like yeah, people totally. are like don't be a clown putting lipstick on and, that's and kind all of that other stuff I, I that's what really I think. picked up on it right oh yeah that's what I thought the whole thing was it's it's less about worrying about you as a driver but the fact that like there are terrible drivers on the road and the car can help you stay mm-hmm. safe yeah and it was very cin- cinematic too with yeah. the uh, anamorphic lenses and the lens flares too yeah and one thing also notice that they um uh, actually maybe not but no one, one thing i was gonna say like the decoration of the sets too like of the cars and the, the clowns and whatever and like also notice that they use obviously colorful clowns or whatever but also notice here the last thing you see is blue Notice oh, yeah. on the car. Oh yeah, it's blue. Over. Same color. Yeah, same color. It carries over. Also, look how they use a very natural background, all white. So it pops. Much. So the colors pop. That's more. something that yeah. I, I always find so impressive about the commercials that we see is that um, not just the color profiles. <laughs> yeah, so not just like the color profile that they've done. All the color correction is always like professionally done, but they have color palettes chosen for the commercial right so Which there's is like impressive, yeah. yeah and it, it's just like it's so consistent from frame to frame so even when it changes scenes from shot to shot there's still like a clear choice on the colors that are used also i noticed a small little <coughs> cool thing but also a slight screw up on their end this is not a real shot this is a digital image that they put a shot over being a perfectionist that i am there's no, look at the uneven space of the screen oh yeah framing plus the thin space on top versus the bottom. Because in the real Audi screen, it's all even all around. See, but the common person probably wouldn't know. No, but the thing is that <laughs> most people don't yeah, even pause exactly. the commercial. I just pause it. But still, you'd imagine if they're dropping probably whatever, 50 to 100K on this, right. yeah. they would, if not more. Um, but either way. 
I'm just being picky, right? Yeah. Also, the fact that they use like an upside down like table mirror. That's <laughs> yeah, like, that, that, that's incredible. Like vanity mirror yeah. or whatever it's called. And you and you can see the colors are. I'm pretty sure the other car just passed in the background. It was blue. Yeah. Yeah. The blue I car that passes by. So yeah, the, the color palettes are still there. They still have the teal in the background and some of the features. Also notice the, the little details too. You yeah. can see the car's headlights coming, <laughs> yeah. and then boom, it passes. Like that's a lot of thought. Yeah, there's into a lot it. going on. Hmm. And I wonder how much work do they go into like like the bridges as well, like the teal the blue and, and the yellows the balcony are all there blue. as well. Yeah. Um, and I wonder how much of that is like done in post. Probably a lot. I would imagine this bread, like it looks too contrasty to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. you're probably right. Yeah. Also, the background cars in the Audi. Too. And again, with the balconies on the other building, blue again. There's a, yeah, there's that's like so much continuity with the colors. That's crazy. Yeah, so cool. Also, that Audi is here again, and we got colors, yellow colors to yeah, match yellow, this, and the pink yeah. building. Yeah, it's awesome. That is crazy. Again, a lot of thought went into that. Seats, the teal interior again. Yeah, it's really that's incredible. Blue bike in the background. Yellow umbrella, the blue in the background. Yeah, it's it's that's insane. It's crazy. (laughs) That's insane. I didn't say we're nerding out over this, but like that is so cool. Yeah, there's a lot of thought that went into this. That's for sure. Another clown walking on the street, like. That's something that we should. uh, definitely apply what the color like, continuity we're really breaking down like color palettes and things like that that's actually kind of cool because like again this goes back to your point like clowns behind the wheel yeah because this guy's like on the phone while <laughs> driving like <laughs> yeah. that's awesome that's <laughs> yeah. in like a dune buggy yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is this awesome. driver assist oh distance so that's like keeping distance from yeah. the cars ahead of you yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, this is actually the first bland car they used. Well, then the self-parallel parking, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, they had to use this because self-parallel parking is only on the higher class cars. Ah, I gotcha. So they couldn't use the A5 or gotcha. the A2 or whatever, or the A3. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, a good tagline at the end, clown proof. I like yeah, that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely. So what did you think overall? I thought it was a pretty good commercial. I think I like how it's clever. I like the cleverness of it. Yeah. But you made a good point. Like, it is hard to see some of the features. That's about all we have time for today for the podcast. But before we let you go, uh, not you, Kyle, but the audience, um, if you'd like to be on the show, just like Kyle or uh, some of our previous guests, please do send us a DM on Instagram, info at Prolix Media, or sorry, on Instagram at Prolix Media, or email info at publicsmedia.ca. We'd love to have you on. Uh, if you're in the creative industry or you have some marketing experience or so on, we'd love to hear what you have to say and answer a question of the day and so on. Uh, if you wouldn't like to be on the show, but would like to support our show, maybe get us a new camera, please, so this one doesn't shut off all the time. That's probably battery. Take okay, say it to the wide. Say it to the wide. Okay, well, uh, I'm saying it to the wide right now because the other two cameras decided to give up on life. Um, yeah, and uh, if, if uh, you don't want to be on the show but you still like to support us on Prolix, please do follow us on Instagram, info at Prolix Media. Why am I saying the email, damn it? At Prolix Media on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and uh, Kyle, thanks so much. There? Oh my, sorry. My name's Kyle, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. I don't know why. I was like, like, wait, what? Because your thing is like Didder. That's that's my last name. Oh, Didder's my last name. Okay, that's what's like throwing me out. I was like, (laughs) I remember it's like the Instagram thing is like Didder, but then like name is, yeah, sorry, man. Um, You can call me Bob to make up for it. uh, (laughs) Either way, uh, Mr. Didder, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Um, Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So this is part one. Now we're going to do part two for your show. Yes. And uh, so everybody that's listening to this, the Prolux Podcast, make sure to check out part two uh, on what? The Third Rule Podcast. Okay. You're doing so good, man. What happened? I think I went and like, yeah, I I decompressed and then I'm just kidding. But uh, either way, yeah, we'll uh, catch you in the second, uh, second episode. Cheers.